Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I am Ron Luce. I am joined by the one, the only, you can find him on Twitter, at TeddyFreddy270, Mr. Tyler, sir. Uh, before we get into the nuts and bolts of what is Cubs baseball tonight and a Cubs loss, unfortunately, uh, my friend, how are you on this Monday evening? Nah, you know, <laughs> I was doing all right, and uh, you hate to lose games like these, and uh, yeah, I'm just kind of meh after tonight, you know? Yeah, man is a good way to put it. Like, that's just kind of how this game felt, right? Because you and I talked a little bit in the pregame show. We always have a little pregame conversation. And, like, we we, we kind of sat there and we're like, yeah, you know, like, this this could have been so much worse, but it could have been so much better. It is, yeah. man yeah. is a very good <laughs> word to describe uh, tonight's game. But maybe in case anybody didn't see tonight's game, obviously, Cubs lost in extras 5-4 to four, uh, to the Toronto Blue Jays. Cubs were up at 1.4 to nothing. And, uh subsequently found a way to uh piss it away uh i feel like that's been the um it's the term i'm looking for it's like uh it's like groundhog's day right where you wake yeah. up and you relive the same day over it's and over and over thing. Again. yeah it, it's yeah. kind of getting that way with this cubs team the starter does well enough to keep them in the game the bullpen somehow miraculously gives up just enough runs um to screw the game and then they lose and it's just yeah. like oh okay yeah. this this feels normal again and yeah tyler maybe this is a good place to start at least though because we can talk about something positive from tonight uh and that would be one youngster mr javier Assad, starting a really good game tonight um the numbers might not blow you away on the stat sheet by any stretch of imagination however five innings pitched four hits no runs two walks one strikeout Uh, again might not be the prettiest start but that's okay because tyler he got the job done Ron, you wanted it. You asked for it, and you got it. You asked for five innings, and Assad gave you five innings. And like you said, it wasn't the most it it wasn't the most dominant five innings you've ever watched. It wasn't the big, large strikeout performance that you know you'd like to see, maybe. But five innings, what four hits, only one Mm -hmm. strikeout, just two walks. Uh, He worked. He had a couple of jams. In the early in the game, but he worked himself out of it both times. Yeah. And for a young guy like that, making what his second appearance, second appearance of his, uh, of the year, mm-hmm. and to work mm-hmm. out of that against a really good Toronto team, uh, yeah, they just came off a sweep to uh, they just got swept by uh, the maybe the, the Angels, uh, but still that lineup is is dangerous, dangerous. Oh, yeah. And for a young guy like that to come in and pitch five solid innings. You like to see it. You love to see it. Absolutely. And incredibly well put, Tyler. And yeah, I asked for it. I asked for it on yesterday's show. I said, yeah. just give me five. Give me five from a side. And they should be able to do enough to make it through the rest of the game without having to burn a bunch of arms. And truthfully, outside of having to go to extras and you know, essentially using lighter, who I thought was going to start Wednesday's game. Uh clearly yeah. that's probably off the table now if we're being entirely probably. honest. Um, but Unless he only goes maybe two innings, you know, and they do like a full bullpen yeah. type day. But, you know, I would, I really like what I saw out of Assad. And I think what it was, Tyler, is it, it, like you said, right? It wasn't the dominant strikeout performance. It wasn't, you know, oh, he's totally locking them down. But it was just his ability to work out of jams. 
Like I, I joked, I joked earlier in the evening with my dad. I was like, he's doing his best Drew Smiley impression. Like Drew Smiley thrives when dudes are on the bases. He finds a way yeah. to get out of it. Like that's does. just what he does. Javier Assad's kind of doing the same thing. He did that in his first start. I got to be there for his first start. That was pretty cool. Um, back on Tuesday against the Cardinals of yeah. last week. And he did the exact same thing. There was a couple of times where he had multiple base runners and somehow managed to work his way out of it without giving up damage. And that's all you can ask for, really, especially out of a young guy, right, who I don't want to say was rushed because I don't think he was rushed by any means. But he did just get to AAA this year. So, really, he started the year in AA and he's already in the bigs. And that's that's quite a statement that the Cubs had enough faith in him to start him and at least see what they have in him. I don't know what his Rule 5 eligibility and all that nonsense is. I don't know if he has to be added to the 40-man next year. Um, And maybe that's why he was the first kind of guy called up type deal. Mm -hmm. But, again, I am just as happy with a guy – doing what Assad did tonight. As long as that earned run in that run column says zero in the stat line, I don't really care. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, you know, as long as you're getting out of jams, like I was so impressed because early in the game, right? Two quick outs, bang, bang. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden it's bases loaded and you're like, shit. And then boom, he gets a fly ball to Ian Happ. And that's, that's all it takes. And it's like, okay, that's good. He doesn't seem like he's razzled on the mound, even when he, you know, gives up some contact and it, that's that's really hard to find in a youngster. I mean, you it know, is, yeah. He's 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 been around, right? I mean, he's what this is. I think his seventh year in in the system, something like that. Yeah. And to be honest, for strikeout pitchers like that, like in situations like that with guys that are, you know, big time strikeout guys, a lot of situations, a lot of situations like that can cause them to, you know, overthrow pitches and just walk mm-hmm. people. And you know, honestly, he didn't show that tonight. He hasn't showed that so far since he's been yeah. up with us. Exactly. He's he likes throwing the cutter a lot. Right. They showed yeah. it in the in the pregame graphic, um, which is nice. Right. Because now that we have a, a game of him under the belt, we can kind of get an idea of what he likes to throw. You know, yeah. doesn't throw a lot of the off speed stuff. It's just fastball cutter. Yeah. And that's OK, because the, the cutter looks it like works. a fastball. And that's <laughs> how you induce, so far. Yeah, that's how you induce that weak content. Right. Weak yeah. contact. Pardon me. You know, and, and the Cubs have said it all season long and you hear about them talk about it in the pitch lab and. You know, we see it, especially with guys like when they've come back. And like Justin Steele was a perfect example of that, right? Last year, you know, when he was coming out of the bullpen, he was pretty much exclusively fastball slider, right? He was dominant, looked great. Then he, you know, he started to, you know, he started and he started working on other pitches and stuff like that. And he got beat up a little bit. And then look at this year, he's come back out and yeah, he'll throw the off-speed stuff. He'll still throw that sinker just to keep you honest, but mostly He's a fastball slider guy, and it's it's a deadly fastball slider combination, yeah. and now you're seeing that pay dividends for him. I think it's it the works. same case with Assad, right? Like, throw the fastball, throw the cutter, because that cutter looks exactly like a fastball coming out of, your, out of his hand, and that's how you induce that weak contact. You get guys to either swing over it you know, yeah. and, and hit a dribbler, or, or if they do get a piece of it, it's not solid back contact, so it's just you know a fly out to right or a fly yeah. out to left. And uh, that's something incredibly great to see. Just quickly, Tyler, because I want to get any thoughts that you also have yeah. on, on Assad as well. But uh, our friend of the program here, Mr. Scott Crawford, says uh, he says I swore Assad was going to blow it once his glass his glasses broke. Um, then he went into the zone and threw darts, barely being able to see. And yeah, that's I mean, that, that's... He, he broke. You broke my glasses and it just <laughs> went off. <laughs> Not it's my like, glasses. It's like, yeah, right. It's like John Wick with his dog, except it's Assad with his yeah. glasses. Like, I'll show you. You broke my glasses. Oh, and he like turns into the Hulk and starts throwing gas. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and who knows? I mean, I, I like Assad, and you know what? Do I think he's 
a long-term starter on the Cubs? Maybe not. But I'll tell you right now, if he was relegated to a bullpen role and they're like, yeah, go out there and throw a fastball cutter for an inning and just get guys guy, yeah, why not? Hey, I'm not not mad about it. And if it's not with the Cubs, hopefully he gets a shot somewhere else. But two games so so far. So far, he's he's taking his opportunities. Like, I'm sure you're fixing to say, he's taking his opportunities and he's running with it. And so far, so good. And what, we've got basically one more month left. Uh if he's if if you know if he's strictly off the road you know if he's strictly a starter you're probably looking at what four at least four more starts maybe maybe five out of him and if not uh I wouldn't mind seeing him seeing him a couple times out of the bullpen and you know two two inning rolls and stuff like that yeah absolutely wouldn't hurt I my feelings agree with you and like you said he's he's doing what the most we can ask and that's that that yeah. ERA is still zero so. You love to see it. He, he's doing his job, and, and that's all that the Cubs can ask for. But speaking of guys that I don't want to say didn't do their job tonight, but just a series of unfortunate events is really what it felt like. Um, kind of some of the uh, unsung heroes coming out of the pen tonight. We got to see Yulman for the one inning, two hits. Obviously, the three-run homer is really what killed him. Um, yes. And, and I, I have a little blurb from Joey, who was unable to make the show tonight that I, I'll read here in just a second. But, you know, Manny Rodriguez comes in, ultimately gets the blown save because of giving up the one run. You know, but again, you know, and then Hughes comes in, locks it down. Love to see it every day. Hughes looks sensational. Uh, and then Lighter obviously ends up getting the loss there. I don't look into the, the two walks all that much. I think both of them were intentional. So, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's whatever. But. You know, I, I, he, this is what Joey had to say. I'll, I'll share this, and then Tyler would love any of your thoughts on the situation here. Uh, but from Joey, he says, uh, one thing I wanted to mention, he says, Yeoman was probably left in because he's a ground ball pitcher, but after he let two on base, Jansen doesn't hit the ball on the ground much. Jansen obviously hit the home run. Uh, he says, probably should have pulled him, even if he's trying to get multi-inning out guys. Or, yeah, multi-innings out of guys. Uh, just a bad matchup. And, and I think... Tyler, this is my two cents just really quick on it is, you know, I I was talking to my dad very briefly before kind of getting set up and, you know, getting ready to, for us to come on the show tonight. And, you know, he's like, he goes, I don't like how Ross is handling the bullpen right now. And I'm like, fair. I'm like, but at the same time, he's kind of doing what he had to do in April again, because all three of the guys that he kind of defined roles for when you have a lead and Givens, <laughs> Afros, and Robertson are gone. So now oh he has God. to do this whole experiment all over again, find where guys fit best with, you know, really, I think the only guy he can confidently say, I know where this guy fits is probably Hughes, in my opinion. Yep. I think with Yulman, I think with Manny Rod, I think with a lot of these guys, he's still kind of feeling out, hey, where do you fit? What is the best situation for you? Again, in that case, right? Yulman, mostly a ground ball pitcher. You know, knowing yeah. the matchup with a, a guy that predominantly hits fly balls at the plate. So I think a lot of that too is, you know, Ross has got to do this for a second time this season of all the bullshit yeah. of figuring out who's going to do what in this bullpen. And you're, you're, you're seeing it really hurt them. So Tyler, I want to, I want to give you the, I agree. Well. I agree. Uh, it's hard. It'd be easy to sit here and, and just completely bitch about the bullpen, but, like you said, yeah, he's he's in the same spot that he was earlier this year. Ullman, yeah, he made a mistake to Chapman. That first inning he threw, his his stuff looked nasty. I, I thought his stuff was moving really, really well. It looked like I mean it was it, it was almost saying 95, 96, to be honest. It looked harder than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he looked in this year, he's been great all season long so far. He's he's shown that he can throw multiple innings. Uh tonight, yeah, wasn't 
wasn't one of those nights. He made the mistake to Chapman. I think if he doesn't walk Chapman, uh, the whole outcome is different. I can see what – I can agree with Joey in the sense, yeah, the whole matchup situation with guys on first and third, no outs. But at the same time, I can also – I can also understand why Ross wanted to leave him in. Uh, kind of like you just said, trying to figure out where these guys are going to fit. And Ullman's proved that he can pitch multiple innings. Uh, to be honest, he he's not much of – he's got like 14 strikeouts, I think, 14 strikeouts in 16 innings or 18 innings or whatever it is. Uh, but his ERA is not bad. Uh, he's been solid for the most part. So I'm not I'm not pissed that he left him in. Uh, mainly just because I, I like the fact that he's – it's like we talked about. He's letting some of these guys go deep into – you know, and leaving them in certain situations that, hey, let's see if you can get out of this. And uh, and Manny Rodriguez, he he wasn't awful either. He made a mistake, and that's – in his second inning, his first inning wasn't bad and when he came in to clean up for uh, for uh, Ullman. But uh, he wasn't awful either. He made a couple mistakes, but to be honest – those two guys, and obviously Brandon Hughes as well, uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be pieces that Ross is gonna use next year. So mm-hmm. I like that he's he's using these guys in these situations. Uh, yeah, it didn't work out. And and Lighter Junior, Lighter Junior has been v- pitched very well in August. He has basically a two plus ERA, and that's it. Uh, he's been solid all you know all, the whole month of August. I I can't sit here and look at the uh, I couldn't tell you his season numbers for the year, but uh, as far as August, he's been solid too. So, yeah, it was a tough situation for him to be in. Maybe, maybe he should have pulled him earlier. But I'm not, I'm not livid at Ross for, uh, you know, how the bullpen went tonight. They had, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. There was other, you know, we had our other, we had other opportunities in the game to uh, score more runs, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we did so. Yeah, absolutely. And and just to add to your argument here, uh, Tyler, I know I know you can't look them up. Uh, so I did the honor for you. I got some numbers for you for both of these guys. Eric Ullman, so far this season, uh, his overall numbers, um, he's two and one on the year, 371 ERA in 14 games. He's pitched 17 innings in those 14 games with 14 strikeouts. Um, however, that being said, uh, Coming into tonight's game, he had a 225 yeah. ERA. I'm, it's those I, I three saw that runs tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's those, those three, three runs, runs that ballooned up his ERA after today. So really, he's been incredibly good. And then to, to really Mark has. Leiter Jr. Uh, to your point with him. So for the season, Mark Leiter Jr.'s numbers maybe aren't as pretty, right? So for the year, um, forget the record. He's two and six. A lot of those have been starts. Obviously, he's had some starts. Yeah. 423 ERA, 25 games, four starts, uh, 55 and a third innings pitched, 58 strikeouts. But to your point, in the month of August, my friend, he has a 193 ERA. Yeah. He has been very and good in the month of August. It's really hard. Not not everybody in this rotation, not everybody in this pitching staff can be a Keegan Thompson. Right. You know, not everybody can can bounce back and forth from being a starter to being a relief guy. It's a completely different it's a completely different mindset and for him to have to do that. And to be honest though, he's, he, it hasn't been awful, but he's, he's filled that role. He's filled that role decently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, maybe his numbers are different if he's, if he spent this whole season just out of the bullpen. Uh, so yeah, like they're not awful. And to be honest, like we've been saying August, he's been solid. Mm-hmm. 
Very solid. And, and, and multiple times in the month of August, he's gone two innings or more. Yeah. So again, like you said, kind of filling that Keegan void now that Keegan's in the rotation, obviously he's on the IL right now, but just that overall void. And it kind of, I feel this with what Scott says here tonight too. And it's, it, it, this really is the feeling like it's like the bullpen hasn't been completely bad. It's just like one guy has an off night and it's off enough. Yeah. That's it. Where just everything else feels like it, it just goes to shit. So, yeah, you know, it, it is what it is on that front. The, the bullpen did what the bullpen did still very pu- very pused, very pleased with what Hughes did. Apparently pleased and Hughes were one word for me tonight. Um, it's, it's one, one, one folks, but I'll tell you what, some good things. Let, let, let's talk about some good things. Obviously, um, Nico Horner. I know he was only one for five tonight, but comes the, the one, clutch. the one hit he had, like you just, he was clutch. And mm-hmm. to reiterate what we talked about yesterday, he is just, consistently and continuing to remind everyone he is the best shortstop in Chicago. And that's not just, he was clutch and he had a really nice, he had a really nice play in the field tonight. Uh, It's like at least each game, you're guaranteed a clutch hit and a great play defensively. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting something out of Nico Horner and, and Scott here in the comments says if Nico is the Dodgers shortstop, he'd be in the running for MVP. And who the fuck knows? Maybe he is because you know maybe yeah. he's maybe he's driving in enough runs or maybe he's scoring yeah. enough runs where people just well, can't he's surrounded it. by like, that many weapons. Yeah, right. Exactly. And and he's not, doing it with. Not, I'm not just not blown as warm because of yeah. It, it's just not what they have, like you said. Like who knows? It could be different. It absolutely could be different, and, and you know, but overall. 14 hits from the Cubs tonight. Like, I can't be too pissed off personally, Tyler. I mean, three hits from Nick Madrigal, two from Willie tonight. Good to see him get it a little right tonight. He also had the RBI in that ground out early in the game. Suzuki had two hits. Reyes had two hits. Had the base running blunders, but I know that's uh, that's your your little little banner name here tonight with Franimal. Uh, Stick to the dingers, Franimal. Stick to the dingers. And, you know, again, overall, a good night offensively. When you get 14 hits as a team, like, I cannot be too pissed off about that. You really can. It's just, you know, name of the game, right? You got some bad luck in the 10th. Thankfully, both teams got bad luck and having a double play turned in the 10th, you know, kept the game alive. But it's just one of these games where, like, you know, especially for a ball club that's young and still learning, and you're going to lose these sometimes. And these ones hurt, though, because, again, they did enough to win. You had 14 hits. You scored four runs. Overall, your pitching staff as a whole did pretty well. It was yeah. just enough where you couldn't get the job done. And it's like these are, I think, almost are the these are the, the most frustrating losses, Tyler. But at the same time, in my opinion, these are the ones they also learn the most from. Yes, they do. And it's just one of those things you notice the really good teams, the the playoff contender teams. They win these games. They find a way to win these games. But like you said, it's nice to see some of these guys offensively uh, uh, say it. Uh, he's been crushing the ball the last three games. Magical. It's nice to see what he's been doing. Uh, and uh, obviously, Nico, Franimal, uh, Fran- uh, and Wilson finally breaking out of his slump. You like to see those things. But at the end of the day, it is a learning experience for them, these type of games. They know it. Uh, the really good teams, the playoff contender teams, they find a way to win these games, even yeah. if it's on the road. 
Absolutely. And, and, and that'll come, right. That'll come. It will, you know, it the, will, it will. That'll, that'll come, you know, if the Cubs trade for Shohei Otani, that'll come if, you know, PCA and some of these other guys come up and become stars that, you know, I think a lot of Cubs, you know, fans are thinking they can be, and also just hoping they can be. And you we know, signed some, Jacob DeGrom. Yeah. You know, yeah, who knows? Again, says, screw it. I want to come over here. Yeah. It's, it's going to be such a crazy off season with this team oh, because yeah. there are so many, I don't want to use the term what ifs, but there are just so many kind of doors they can open. There and is paths they can take this off season. And the and things we see in tonight's game, the way guys are doing, you know, guys are, are, are producing. It's just going to make it that much more interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nico Hap, yeah. uh, you know, if Willie's here, I mean, even even guys like Morel, right? Neo maybe didn't show yeah. up on the stat sheet the way you would have loved. He went all play at third tonight. He played third base really well. That uh, what uh, Matt Chapman had that solid play early in the game. Right, mm-hmm. right after that, uh, Morel had a solid play, and then he had a very big heads up play. Uh, what was it in extras when he threw the guy out at in second? And, yep. And they were talking about, oh, they should have just, you know, he should have went with the. Uh, no, he tagged third and then tried to get the guy out at second, but still. And then he got pretty smart play, pretty smart play. In my opinion, I know they were talking about, you know, normally you would throw to second and then, you know, get the out, you know, first and all that. But like, you just never know what happens in that situation. So it was a big heads up play by, by a young player. And a young player who we just sat here and talked about literally what, 24 hours ago, maybe a little longer than that, that he needs to play third base more. Like if he's going to be your third baseman of the future, he needs to get those reps. He needs to get that repetition at third base. And, you know, he had the one little, I don't want to call it a wild throw, but like in extras had a little bit of a throw that pulled PJ a little bit off the bag, kept PJ, PJ stuck with though. PJ's doing a nice job playing first base. I'm not mad at Higgins. And, you know, but again, just that repetition, especially with that arm, dude, his arms. Dude, his arm is is solid. Like his, like he's got a cannon. He might have the strongest arm on the team, and like yeah, that's and we haven't. That's something you ha- we haven't talked about a whole lot until later in the season. Yeah, once, I feel like it. Once he's threw thrown out a couple of guys, and then when you just see that cannon unleashed, and it's like, yeah, he's almost he's almost like. I'm going to use a hockey reference on you, Tyler. I'm sorry. Okay, but go like, for it. Go for it. There's there's some guys that you watch in hockey where they're just so fast, but yeah. like their hands can't keep up. And like they, so they never become like this elite player because they they can't handle and like skate like as fast as they physically yeah. can at the same time. It's like Morel's almost the same way with his arm. It's like he's still trying to dial in that arm because that arm yeah. is so strong that like yeah. he can't even control it sometimes because it doesn't just even know his own weapon. power. Yeah, he's got a friggin' bazooka attached to his yeah. right shoulder, and it's and- good. Like you said, it's good that he's been playing third base very well because depending on. Uh, you know, like we've talked about, depending on the offseason, depending on depending on the the guys in the farm system where they, you know, when they get called up, mm-hmm. his only option might be either third or second. Yep. Depending on uh, what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I think there's certainly an option and an opportunity for him to move around a little bit. Like, yeah, would yeah, not yeah. be terribly surprised if there's days where he plays short oh, yeah, and totally. days where he'll play still like in center. And maybe you maybe you play him in a corner outfield spot too here and there yeah. just as like a hey, fuck it. We need you to go play there today because we yeah. want to give a couple guys off. You know, that's OK. But as long as, like you said, as long as he's getting majority of the reps at the positions that he's going to be playing yeah. on the most, which, like you said, and I agree, are absolutely third base and second base, 
as long as he's get, I think he's fine at second. I think he's comfortable at second. I'm not really worried yeah. about him at second base. I feel like second base. I don't want to call second base an easy enough position. No, any but position if you're solid enough to play third and short, you can play second. No offense to any second baseman's out there, but you could play yeah. second. It's 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 a it's a much it's an easier throw to first. It's mm-hmm. a different look. You have more time in the hole to you know read a ball. It's just it's a very different position than you it know is. like a short or a third. Uh, you know again, there's a reason third's called the hot corner, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I absolutely agree with you there. But my friend, again, you know it, we 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 sit here. We, we we're we're 25 minutes into this thing and. It feels like we haven't talked about a lot, but we have talked about a lot. And again, this is just one of those games. You, you did enough to win. You didn't. This is a learning, you know, opportunity for a lot of these young guys. And even you guys look at the guys who played tonight. It was a lot of youngsters, right? Like, no. I don't know. I mean, Fran Mill is still a younger player. Sayaz effectively a rookie. You know, Happer's still a young player. You know, but like Madrigal's a young player, play a lot tonight. Rivas looked pretty okay tonight. We saw Higgins quite a bit. He obviously had the big hit with the two ribbies. You know, Morel played a lot tonight, and then pretty much all the pitchers were young guys. Um, maybe outside of Lighter Jr., and even Lighter Jr. has limited major league experience. You know, so it, it's a game where you're like, hey, sure, we lost. But if I'm David Ross, I'm sitting in, in, in his office tonight, and I'm like, yeah, of course you want to win this one. Like, you're not going to sit here and say you don't want to win, but – you're a little you're like we did a lot of good things tonight still a lot of bad things right i think the base running needs still to be cleaned up i think that's something they're going to absolutely work on at, at next year's spring training like heavily oh, yeah. i think they've realized that like that's a need that yes. they really need to work on with these guys but outside of that like if some of these guys can become good base runners like that's that is probably the one thing i miss the most with chris bryant was just how effortless yes. he is as a base runner like, effortless, effortless and underrated. Yes. Like if, if some of these guys can just, it's, it's just cleaning up stupid shit. Like they're all yeah, pretty good base runners. Like say a pretty good base runner. Hap's a pretty good base runner. Yeah. Morel's a pretty good base runner. Like most of these guys are pretty good base runners. It's yeah. just cleaning up some of the stupid oh, yeah. mental mistakes. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not a major, major issue. Just like, Mm-mm. you know, we've talked about just bonehead, just bonehead mistakes, bonehead mistakes bonehead mistakes indeed so my friend i i will go ahead and, and turn the microphone back over to you here do you have any final thoughts on this one tonight uh you know it's like you said i don't i, I think after tonight's game it's not one of those games where ross is going to go into the into the locker room and slam the the water cooler and be pissed off uh yeah we had our opportunities but at the same time like we've said there there was a lot of good things to be excited about, to look forward to, and just hopefully, uh, you know, if we can continue to play like we did tonight, I think we'll win more games than we'll lose for the, you know, mm-hmm. going out to the, you know, rest of the season. Uh, and I would just, I would just love to see them continue to try to play the, the playoff, the playoff spoilers. Uh, they've shown, they've shown so far, look, you're not going to play Chicago. You're not going to come in. And play Chicago, especially all the playoff teams that are you know we have left on our schedule. We're not going to be one of those walkover teams that you see on our schedule. Like, oh well, you know, this is going to be at least two easy wins. We're going to get a series win right here. We're going to you know bump our chances up. It's not it, it's not happening like that. You're going to have to you're going to have to battle us if you're going to win. You're going to have to earn it. We're not going to. Yeah, we had a couple bonehead mistakes, but it was a close game. It was a very close mm-hmm. game for the for the majority of the game. So if they can continue to show that and do that, 
I, I think I think we're going to finish off the season on a high note. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think the only thing I want to add is, once again, just some kudos to Javier Assad. I think, again, yeah. two really strong outings. Keep doing it, man. Like, you're probably going to get a chance to stay in this rotation at least for oh, a little Oh, he's going to get longer. another start. He'll, he's yeah. definitely going to get another start. At least one. Keegan's, you know, probably still going to be on the IL. They'll probably give Keegan a little more rest. Yeah, I, I think we see Assad maybe in that not Cardinal series, but whatever series follows it. Uh, maybe Cincinnati. Is that right? I have it up here. Hold on. Let me look. I always have the schedule up, and I'm always never prepared. It is Cincinnati. Very good. Uh, yeah, and it's back at Wrigley, and they have an off yeah. day on the 5th. So it's a, it's a Tuesday that starting series. That should be enough time, yeah. There's a very good chance he might start that Tuesday game because – Oh, I, yeah, and can you imagine the confidence booster he'll have once he, like, just oh, – yeah demolishes Cincinnati's lineup. I can't wait. Oh yeah. That's, that's a, that's a lineup. I could see him getting some K's. Oh yeah. And beefing up that K number a little bit, but totally. Yeah, man. I mean, I think he's got another chance because in that St. Louis series, we're going to see steel. We'll see Samson again on his turn and we'll probably see smiley. So I would expect if, if Assad's still in the rotation by that point of the Cincinnati series, he's, he's going to get a look in one of those games. So, Hey, just keep building off of it. And even if he gets sent back to triple a for a little bit, don't get discouraged, kid. Yeah. You did really good at the major league level for your first time as a 25-year-old. Come back next year. You know what you're yeah. pitching against. You know what you need to work on now. It's Again, you get a feel for what it's like. Just oh, take that's, that that's, and That's and huge. That's it. huge. He's getting those major league innings, and it's huge. Whether it's you know two starts, three starts, or just one start, whatever it is, it, it, I'm telling you, he's going to be able to build off that for next year. Absolutely. And then I need to find a way to have Alec, Alec Manoa as a Cub, too, because then him and Assad can have the same kind of body shape, that little bigger yeah. guy on the mound. Yeah. Um, I love Miss Alec Manoa. Anyway, um, let's look ahead, Tyler, because, uh, you know, hey, we uh, – oh, yeah, that's right. And Joey jumping in, speaking of that Red Series, just real quick, uh, we will have Nick Kirby uh, from Late Night Reds Talk um, on as a guest with us, a good friend of Joey's. Um, and again, Joey's been on their podcast before for Reds Cubs series as a guest. Uh, so we're going to return the favor, have him on over here at Cubs on tap, uh, as a friend of the program, which should be a good time. But Tyler, we got another one in Toronto, Ontario tomorrow between the Cubs and Blue Jays on Tuesday, August 30th. It is another 607 start for those in the central time zone, 707 for those in the eastern time zone at Rogers Center. Uh, Again, I will harp on it. A gorgeous ballpark. You need to go if you've never been. Um, The usual suspect, 670, the score marquee sports network here in Chicago uh, and up in the Toronto market is SN590 on the radio and Sportsnet uh, is where you can catch this one on your telly. Um, It will be the Toronto legend himself and the Stroh show number zero, Marcus Stroman on the bump. He makes his return in Toronto. I think this is actually the first time he's pitched in Toronto since I think it is. I think he it is, left. Yeah. So uh, pretty cool. They, they did a big, like I think tribute for him tonight before the game. Uh, obviously he met some fans and stuff like that. Just awesome. Moment. Awesome. Oh, moment. Yeah. So cool. Uh, just Stroh being Stroh four ten ERA. He got beat up a little bit in that last start, but he, even then he wasn't even that terrible. Um, three and six record on the year. And then on the other side, very good starting pitcher, Kevin Gaussman on the mound. Uh, he's nine and nine on the season with a three fifteen ERA, very respectable number, uh, and a one hundred fifty five Ks. Um, I I'm going to take a little a little note out of our friend Joey's uh, cap here. Um, if I'm a betting man, whatever the over is for Gossman strikeouts, I'm hammering it. Um, yeah. 
Because again, just something tells me that he's going to rack up case. But again, this is also a Cubs team we've seen where you only need two multi-homers from Ian Happ to be on the hits. He showed it. Still get the job done. So not saying they're going to lose tomorrow. Um, I think Stroh's going to come though and feed off that Toronto energy. His first time back, he gets the pitch. Um, there's there's rumblings that he's trying to get uh, his old manager, John Gibbons, out for the game tomorrow. If that's the case and Gibby's in the building, son of a bitch, he's going nine. It's a complete game oh, yeah. shutout. Nobody's touching him. It's some dirty shit out of Marcus yes. Stroman tomorrow. Um, but my friend, I want to turn it back over to you before I talk too much. Uh, preview yeah, for tomorrow's it, game. It's like we if you are a baseball fan, if you are into pitching matchups, Watch tomorrow's game, and it's the best pitching matchup there is tomorrow. I've looked at all the other pitching match- matchups tomorrow. Stroman, Gosman, best pitching matchup tomorrow night, uh, dude. It's going to be electric. I hope I hope we see him throw at least seven innings. I would love to see that. Like you said, wouldn't be shocked if Gosman struck out at least twelve. Uh, but then again, so what? All it takes is one. All it takes is one hit, a walk, and a blast. Whatever. Uh, but, uh, man, it's going to be awesome, I think. I really, really, really hope that Ross lets him go uh, because he's going to be fired up for tomorrow. It's going to be it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah, he's he's going to be disgustingly fired up for tomorrow. And uh, please ignore my ignorance. I know I'm looking off screen for those that are looking. I'm already looking up uh, what the uh, the strikeout line for Gossman is tomorrow because I'm I'm truly intrigued. Let's just it, say it that. would be interesting to see. Yeah, here we go. I got gotcha. you. Here we go. Let's see. Correct scores. Blah, 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 blah. So many things. You got to go through all these damn things. You got to find them all. I know Joey's better at, at sifting through this than I am. Um, I am not the greatest, admittedly, innings, hits, and runs. Pitcher props. Here we go. Um, nope, that's not what I wanted at all. Uh, result, bottom of the first. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find it. We'll talk about it. Um, but whatever it is, whatever the over is. Hammer the over. I'm sure it's like eight too, and if it's eight, oh god, if it's eight, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because realistically, unless the Cubs truly beat up Gaussman, and I mean beat up in terms of like five plus runs, he's probably pitching at minimum six. Uh, He's just he's that kind of pitcher. There's a reason that Toronto went out and spent the money on him they did this year, and they're in a spot replace Robbie Ray. Oh yeah, they're in a spot right now where these are these are must win games for them, especially coming off that sweep to L.A. He's going as long as he can. I mean, yeah. this is a this these are you know you're getting into uh they're getting into september uh they are yeah this is a must win game every game for them is a must win game here on out yeah it, it, just because that al wild card race is so tight i'm actually pulling oh, yeah. up uh that race right now as we speak because i mean this is what the al wild card looks like right now and they're they're not terribly far out from the yankees they're about yeah, I'm doing quick math here. It's about nine it like games seven, back. Nine games out. But yeah, to be honest, the, in their mind, though, they probably feel like that they can catch the Yankees. Like right now, uh, they just the Yankees just lost their lead to the Angels while ago. Shohei hit a hit a two run bomb. Like they feel like they can. Th- them and the Rays both probably can feel like that they can beat out the Yankees in that division. And so, yeah, tomorrow, Gosman, he's he'll, he'll go nine if he has to. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and here's the the officials for you right now. As of this very moment, as we record, 
Tampa Bay seven and a half back, Toronto eight and a half back in the division. Uh, but again, in that wild card race, as we were mentioning here, uh, Tampa leads the wild card race. They're clear by a game of that first wild card spot. Seattle hanging on to that second wild card spot. They're up half a game on the Blue Jays. Blue Jays hold on to that final wild card spot. And the Blue Jays have two games on the Baltimore Orioles and three games on the Minnesota Twins. And that's really effectively where I would draw the line for the race unless one oh, yeah. of the teams below them gets hot. Uh, and really, there's only, in my opinion, two teams that'll catch them. Texas catching them at 11 games back. No. It's either Boston that they're eight games back, um, and then our buddies on the other side of town, the the White Sox are now six and a half out after getting swept by the old D-backs over the weekend. Um, so, yeah, you hate to see it. But uh, agreed, right? Like Toronto, it. Toronto is in a battle pretty much oh, yeah. with, you know, more, more or less with keeping the Orioles out at bay. But yes. they can they can leapfrog the race for the top wild card spot. Mm-hmm. They can leapfrog. Oh, yeah. Hell, they get really hot and the Yankees start to slide. Maybe they can take the division, like you said. They possibly. Them, I mean, hell, the Yankees are slot. They're in a humongous slot right now. So yeah, it's baseball. Yeah. Anything can happen. Yep. Once the hottest team in baseball, they they have slid indeed, my friend. I am right there with you. So yeah, tomorrow should be a great one. Um, of course, I, I'm tied up doing something tomorrow, so I'll be recording this one to rewatch it after the fact. Uh, and speaking of speaking of shows, um, again, for those that listen to us religiously, obviously Juice had a death in the family. Uh, the services and stuff are, are early this week, so no Juice probably till later in the week. Um, Tyler, you are on shift. You'll be saving people down there in Kentucky. Um, for those that don't know, Tyler's a firefighter by day job. Um, I know Joey, I think said he's tied up tomorrow as well. So we will have a Cubs on tap. It probably will be just me and it will be later after the game. Uh, once I'm able to return in front of a microphone. So please bear with us. Uh, if you're going to join us, join me. I mean, in the comments, if you're a night owl and you're looking for something to do late on a Tuesday night, uh, we can have a good time. You can hear how hoarse I am after calling a soccer game, uh, tomorrow night on a microphone all night long. So. Um, oh yeah, those are fun. The the I have a just one quick stupid little fun fact. We'll go way off course here for a second. Um, like October first. Uh, if you want to hear what a terrible voice sounds like at the end of a long day, um, send me. Tell me to send you a voice note at about eleven o'clock at night on Saturday, October first. I call four games in oh, one God. day. Yeah, I call four a soccer game. Well, no. So I call a women's volleyball game at 10 a.m., a football game at noon, a women's soccer game at 5 p.m., and a men's soccer game at 7.30 p.m. Lord, you're going to be like shouting in the mic with like a megaphone on the mic just so people can, I mean, just, just so, so people can hear, can hear your voice. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, I'll tell you what. My best friend, and I learned this, uh, a big quick shout out. He's a White Sox fan, so unfortunately he probably won't listen to this podcast. But um, my first play-by-play guy that I ever worked with as a color commentator uh, Mr. Redrick Terry, he, great guy, taught me a great trick, and that's uh, have cough drops on you. Uh, you okay. take one, take one before and after each game, and your voice uh, will 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 stay intact. So, um, hmm. I, I have to thank him for that trick because otherwise, I'd be real screwed uh, with a day like that. So, nice. um, nonetheless, we'll be back with you. It'll be late. Just bear with us. Uh, again, we're we're getting into football season two. Joey and I, are, you'll start hearing our voices over at Bears on Tap a little more. Those guys are actually recording right now, um, so be on the lookout for their podcast as well when that comes out tomorrow. Obviously, if you're not if you're listening to this podcast now, you know you're looking for more on Tap content. Go look over there. But Tyler, I, I've talked too much, uh, but a great show nonetheless. I do want to remind everybody yeah, it was. It was. that Cubs on Tap 
is the official Cubs podcast, the ONTAP Sports Network. Check out all of our great work over at ONTAPSportsNet.com and at ONTAPSportsNet on social media. You can follow the pod-specific accounts for us here at Cubs on Tap. We're at Cubbies on Tap. That's C-U-B-B-I-E-S um, on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Loose on Tap on the Bluebird app. Tyler's at TeddyFreddy270 there as well. Uh, you can follow all of our other great uh, co-hosts, uh, Mr. At Juice on Tap and at Joey Knows Nothing, uh, and then all of our other great Cubs contributors here at Bulls Guy Rob and at Brandon M. Kane on Twitter. You know the drill, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, we got it all. Bulls and Blackhawks are going to be here before you know it as well. Um, you'll hear my voice on Four Feathers again as well, so we encourage you to check that out. Bulls guys do a great job as well. That's our buddy Buzz, Buzz and Goose over there holding down the reins of that show. Uh, and like I said, Bears on Tap live tonight, last preseason show. And then it's regular season shows from here on out, folks. So uh, be sure to check that out. And, yes, again, Cubs fans, you know the drill. We all got friends that like the Southsiders. Our friends at Sox on Tap do a great job covering them. They have a day off. They certainly need it after that shit show of a series they had over the weekend. Um, but be sure to send your buddies over there to uh, listen in and join the conversation with them uh, when they talk White Sox baseball. Once again, on tapsportsnet.com at on tapsportsnet on social media, the on Sports network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Tyler, my friend, it's always a pleasure to jump on the microphone with you. Thank you yes, for jumping on hey, said thanks. microphone with me as well. Cubs lose five to four. It sucks, but like we we aired out our grievances. Uh, tomorrow's a new day. Stroh's on we'll the be all right. We'll be we'll, all right. We'll be all right. Uh, Stroh Stroh's going to feed on that energy in Toronto tomorrow, and hopefully uh, that means a Cubs W. Um, oh yeah. Get to chat a little bit about late in the evening, uh, but we will be back for sure on Wednesday. It'll be some f- former fashion of the crew. Uh, but we will have a show on Wednesday as well before the off day on Thursday. And then we breathe uh, going into a series with the cards over the weekend. Tyler, what do you say we got here? The only woman now at Cubs on Let's tap. Let's do it. Fuck the Cardinals. And hey, watch the Stro show tomorrow. If you're doing something tomorrow, not doing something tomorrow, watch the Stro show tomorrow. It's going to be epic. Amen to that, my friend. And let's go, Cubs.